Well, if you take a look at Stephen Harper and the Conservative Party, prior to the last election in about exactly the same period of time, this is what their numbers were. When the number's that low, they have no margin for error. And what tends to happen in election campaigns is incumbents tend to come back to the pack a little bit. They can't stand to come back to the pack. That is the voice of uh, Daryl Bricker of Ipsos Polling, who spoke with uh, John Oakley earlier today uh, about some polling that he and his firm did two days after Lav Scam broke. So these numbers may have even shifted since then, but they certainly tell, I think, a sobering tale uh, for the Trudeau liberals, and that is that his popularity is diving. And, yeah, he is facing kind of the same sinking numbers that ended the Harper government, except for Harper, it was after a decade in power. So Trudeau's in trouble because his government has never faced this kind of challenge uh, in the past. Because generally speaking, they've either been able to wiggle out of it or they've got enough friends in the media that they kind of get a pass. But no matter how they have tried, and Lord, they have tried to turn the page on this thing, it just keeps piling up. We now have six, seven different narratives of who did what, who didn't do what, no one did anything wrong, but no one can speak. We've got, you know, Jody Wilson-Raybould, who's talking to her lawyers. She resigned, but she was in a cabinet meeting today, and now she's back. And then, of course, the most important man in Trudeau's world, the guy who was actually running the country, then he suddenly resigns. Of course, he did nothing wrong. So, you know, this is going to continue on and it becomes a real problem. Let's bring Lise Mills to this conversation. We haven't had her on for a while. She, of course, is in strategic communications, media relations, as well as a political analyst. And she joins us now. All right, Elise, I don't really understand the strategy at this point at all. Um, Why would Jody Wilson-Raybould be in a emergency cabinet meeting, really, that's designed because of her? I think it's very confusing, and my concern is that what she thinks she's doing and what she's actually doing through the public perception of how the public's digesting this is the complete opposite. So I think the public is looking at it like most people today, going, well, wait a second. You taught, you gave over 2,000 words on your Facebook page about speaking truth to power. You told us when you got shuffled out that it was a demotion. You didn't say that directly, but you talked about how proud you were. And then you talked about how you spoke truth to power and sort of left it dot, dot, dot. Then you resigned from cabinet. So we were led to believe that there was nefarious or at least um, uh, an egregious uh, attempt to distort justice, right? Mm -hmm. And then you told us again that you were speaking truth to power. And then you hired former Supreme Court Justice Thomas uh, Cromwell, who is very well known in this country, as, and you pair the two of you up together, Ms. Wilson-Raybould and Mr. Crom- Cromwell, you've got a super legal team, right? He, she herself, an incredibly well-respected lawyer. Women, Indigenous communities, those who believe in truth, justice, and democracy in this country, rallied behind her. So for those people, including myself, when we first saw her, sit down and, and join cabinet and, and to learn that she was asked, that she asked to join cabinet and then to sit in question period in the veterans affairs minister's chair. 
was I think some people are wondering if they've been led down the garden path and or if there's a feeling, I think I've spoken to some people today that wonder if they've been actually being misled or betrayed. And I would disagree that that probably isn't the case. What I think has happened, and I'm not sure that this is an even better truth, but this is just a suspicion on my part, and this just comes from some experience, is that Mr. Trudeau's office became very desperate. They knew if they lost an Indigenous female leader like Miss wilson Rabel, and all that came with her and all of her constituents, that they were going to be in serious trouble because they couldn't walk their talk. They couldn't walk their retail, political retail marketing strategy. And that it would be an odd turn of events to have a woman with such strength and power be at a crosshairs or a crossroads with that prime minister's office. I think they spent the weekend negotiating it out a deal. And by the way, I don't think SNC, I think SNC and everything that happened around that for Ms. Wilson-Raybould was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't think that this behavior happens in a capsule. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's an isolated incident. I think there were times. I, I feel very sure that there were probably times where that hubris, that arrogance, that that lack of discipline uh, with the prime minister's office probably led to other issues with other companies. And I believe that Ms. Wilson-Raybould probably said enough was enough. Okay, but but the very fact that she's been at the cabinet table and now Mr. Butts is going, I mean, if in fact there's any truth to the fact that maybe there was some deal in the works, he goes, she comes back. I'm sorry, she goes from hero to zero real fast. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that she, if that's the case, she has miscalculated her landing. If this was her endgame all along, then what she's done is she's taken this country on a ride and then she looks just as bad as the, as those she is accused or not accused, but accused, but not accused, which is what's happened, right? This story is like Chinese water torture, drip, drip, drip. And what's going to happen, and if what I saw today proves to be the same pattern I've seen with li- the Liberal Party in this country before, you got to remember, you know, over 15 years ago, we were dealing with something very similar to this, which was the sponsorship scandal, which were a bunch of Quebec firms that robbed Canadian taxpayers. And the Liberal Party, whether it doesn't matter if it's Justin Trudeau or Jean Chrétien, it's a, there are a lot of the same people there, and especially in Quebec and some in Atlantic Canada, that are, are part of that liberalology, which is what is theirs is mine. And I can defer the rules of power because I'm a liberal and I have friends in the PMO. It's, this, it's in the DNA of this party, and I'm not saying this because I'm a conservative. I'm saying this because it's reason why I became a conservative, Alex, okay? And I think if she does what I think she's about to do, and I'm horrified and terrified for her if she does do it, if she thinks that she can run a deal now, and she got, you know, I know that there are uh, friends of hers and those around her that have said that she was extremely relieved to see butts go. Uh, I think she's got more on butts than SNC, which tells me the SNC is the tip of the iceberg. It's not the whole story. But nonetheless, she does a deal with this this crew. And she allows the prime minister to do any deal he can to keep her in because she's a poster child for what his branding strategy is. And I hate to say that. she's he's. I believe he has reduced her to an agent, a campaign agent, because she's Indigenous and she's female and she's strong. And I think that alone reduces her. Right. But if she has now gotten into that agreement, which I hope to God she hasn't, Alex, 
because I, I stand beside her. I, I really supported her, and I'm very disappointed if this is going to be the case, because she will never come back from this. And I think she's going to underestimate the anger that Canadians are going to feel, because they were they really believed in what she was selling and what her boss had, had been selling. Right. I have never seen this type of scenario before. When an MP or a minister does what, what Jody Wilson-Raybould did, a prime minister will move quickly to take the head off the serpent, the problem, right? And that person then is left to flounder in caucus. Or, and, then it, and then what traditionally happens, as you know, they move off as an independent or they cross floors. Right. But Ms. Rabel or Ms. Wilson-Raybould shows no signs of that. No, and there could be a reason for that, whether or not, uh, you know, she is entitled to hear what's being said. Maybe her lawyer saying, go, you have every right to be, be hearing the conversation. Uh, you can report back to me. I don't know what the game is here. I don't like it. And I think er- er- everyday Canadians, it just makes them more and more cynical. Um, you know, and today, you know, the Liberals are saying, yes, yes, we'll have a, a closed door uh, meeting with Jody Wilson-Raybould. Now the Senate is calling for an investigation. Bottom line is... I don't think Canadians will be happy any which way unless this is actually independently investigated. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think most of us, my reporter friends, you and I have spoken earlier in the day. Uh, I've spoken to a, a lot of uh, political friends, liberal and conservative, uh, who are on the Hill. Everybody was blown away. There are liberals out there who are totally mystified by this. Um, and I would say this, that... I have this sneaking suspicion that the outcome I don't want is probably the one that's going to happen, which is a deal has gotten done. And the problem I have is if you go over her 2,000-plus word statement on Facebook when she's demoted to Veterans Affairs, she talks, as you know, heavily about truth to power in varying descriptions, right, varying narratives in that statement. I think that she is going to find herself... uh, She's, she's going to flip the script in a way that she's going to flip the script on herself. And I, I, I hear in your voice, and I've heard it in other female uh, colleagues' voices that I work with, this tremendous disappointment. Um, and I think that we all know that whatever behavior conjured up that, that situation with SNC is not an isolated case. There's no way it just happens with one firm. There's no way that that suddenly becomes the exception to the rule. That is a behavior that's honed and understood with a wink, a nudge, and, uh, you know, look what look what's happened with Mark Norman, yeah. for example, the yeah. vice admiral that's, that's had, to, had his democracy compl- and his rights taken away from him by this government. We've seen this with the Aga Khan, the just, or sorry, the fishery, fisheries minister, Dominic LeBlanc, handing out deals to friends and family and the, and the Irvings, that tight relationship. At one point, he was investigated himself. This is much stinkier than I think that we've, we've realized. And I agree with you. If she has made this type of deal, she's done it with the devil, and she's going to reap, um, she's gonna, she's gonna reap what she sows there. I'd be interested to hear what her father would say about that, because at the end of the day, he was the one that basically painted her into a corner and said that she was not going yeah. to bend. She well, was going to fight for those rights. I'm up against the clock. Look, she could be just doing a whole, this could be a whole chess game. You know, watching her colleagues struggle and squirm in her presence. 
I never know, know, but we will uh, look. Uh, Ralph Goodale was yeah. just uh, just gave an interview where he started talking about building the bridge and bringing her back to caucus and back to cabinet. Yeah, all right. Well, then they really do believe Canadians are stupid, yeah. which they will find out. We are not. All right, Elise, I've got to go on that note. I appreciate it very much, and we will see how this unfolds. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, lady. That is Elise Mills with all the swirling speculation of what will happen. Jeez, you can only imagine. Here on point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.